plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Partners, welcome to July. I hope that all of you celebrated a fun and safe Independence Day, Fourth uh, of July. And I don't know if you had fireworks or not. Some people did, some people didn't. Here, where we are, there were no fireworks because of fire danger, and there was actually fires. So we're so glad that you're with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a show brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are. 501c3 Volunteer Charity. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we have a fun show for you today. Well, I think more interesting can help you in Life Informative. Um, We're going to talk about in segment two how to breathe properly, if you're, especially if you're feeling stressed or anxious, because taking a deep breath can relax us and stimulates the vagus nerve, which influences numerous vital organs. So we can breathe in, breathe out, and take it a little slowly. Uh, we do this always in my acting classes, and I think breathing can help us through so many things. In our third segment, we'll be talking about how we can uh, eat with more energy food and how if you sit 10 or more hours a day, your body actually becomes eight years older biologically than someone who gets at least 40 minutes of exercise a a day. So we'll uh, talk about the energy foods and then how you can get a boost by, um, you know, you don't want to be eight years older than what you really are. And then coming up in segment one, it's what we can do to help with climate change because it's kind of overwhelming how the entire planet is experiencing hotter temperatures, rising sea levels, wildfires, tornadoes, flooding, hurricanes, more. But there are some individual behaviors that each of us can take to make a difference. Um, We just have to change our habits a little bit. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Please visit the website, bethestarur.org. If you have it in your budget to make any donation, it is greatly appreciated as um, we've been doing what we can for people with the pandemic, but we need donations and they are not coming in. So we're depending on you. So this is from Deepak Chopra, who, who um, has endorsed uh, the Be The Star You Are and my book, 99 Gifts. Whatever relationships you have attracted in your life at this moment are precisely the ones you need in your life at this moment. There's a hidden meaning behind all events, and this hidden meaning is serving your own evolution. So I think that that speaks to kind of the law of attraction. We attract what we think about and talk about, but also very often what it is that we really need at the moment. Now, I don't know how I really need to have irrigation pipes breaking at my house, but 
that's how I spent the weekend of the fourth, literally um, about three feet under, <laughs> digging mud and clay and um, cutting tree roots with, I don't even know what you call it. It's almost like a pick because I couldn't use an, uh, I couldn't use an axe. I couldn't use a shovel. I couldn't use um, a pickaxe. I couldn't use any big tool. It had to be like a hand trowel and a, uh, a hand cutter because th there were so many pipes. There must have been 20 intertwining pipes and uh, electrical wires everywhere. And I lit literally ended up painting the electrical uh, wires of an aqua blue because, you know, they were either black or gray or brown and covered with dirt and they would look just like the tree roots. And I didn't want to cut a wire and end up blowing myself up. The project is still not done. And I would love to have somebody who's a professional to be helping me. But um, everyone is so busy these days. They all the estimates I've gotten are a full month out. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, I'm glad that people are back to work. But boy, it's hard when you have something. Um, I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos on how to change valves. I'm really good with pipes, but these valves, um, these kind of got me when there's no room for error, um, because if I cut the wrong thing, I'll have to be digging another 20 square feet and go three feet down. I am exhausted from it. So how are you? Well, let's get to what I wanted to talk about today. And this is how that all of us perhaps can be a little bit more green to help our planet. And I, this is actually part of why I am digging so much is being green. But again, you know, the, the Arctic is melting. The sea levels are rising. I mean, just over the weekend, we had several raging wildfires here in Northern California. And we see that there's the tropical storms on the East Coast. It really is so easy to feel overwhelmed by the impacts of climate change. But collectively, we could change our individual behavior and our individual spending habits. That can also help. And we can make a difference. And if every person pitched in just a little bit, it would help. I mean, we saw this past year how uh, when the pandemic hit and the freeways were empty and the city uh, streets were empty, how the birds returned, how actually wild animals were walking into the town, how the air cleaned up. And it was actually very remarkable that things happened so quickly. So I think we're, we still have a little bit of time if we can all, you know, dive in ourselves and just do our part. So here I'm going to give you a few tips and some of them we've talked about before, but in this episode, I just want to give you a compendium of all of them. Now, according to the um, EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, 28% of our nation's greenhouse gas emissions result from the burning of fossil fuels like gasoline and diesel for transportation. So what would be the simplest way to reduce that carbon that we create is probably to drive less. Now, of course, if you live in an area where 
you absolutely you can't get around unless you're in a car. Obviously, that's you know you're going to have to use your vehicle to get wherever you um, you need to go. But if you have the opportunity to walk, to bike, or to use mass transit whenever possible, that would be incredibly helpful. Now, if you have to drive, uh, consider like consolidating your errands or making a mental map before you leave your house or apartment and um, figuring out the best routes for you to go so that you're not going back and forth and backtracking. I know that every time I have to go out, I figure out, okay, I have to do the hardware store, the post office, you know, whatever it is, uh, is, is I, I, in my head, I map how I'm going to go to the various places that I have to go, the feed store, and without backtracking. So that will help a bit. Of course, if you can carpool or take public transportation, that always works. And, you know, you might even talk to your employer because some employers are offering pre-tax transportation benefits. And that could be a potential savings of like 40% per year. And uh, they offer those to workers who regularly commute via public transport uh, transportation or who um, do van carpooling. And if you're in the market for a new car, you might want to think about a fuel-efficient hybrid. Uh, some of those vehicles are like the Toyota Prius, the El Eco, the Hyundai. I think I don't know if that's how you say it. But these can get up to climate-friendly 59 miles per gallon on the highway. And, of course, there's Tesla. You could switch to Tesla. And there are electric cars as well. But in any case, before purchasing or leasing a new vehicle, look to see how it might be more friendly to the environment. The second thing, and all of us can do this, is to kind of watch our electrical um, output in our homes and apartments because there are what they call invisible kilowatts of energy that we use to run our homes and they create many greenhouse gases and probably as many as our vehicles. So depending on where you live, you might be able to reduce your carbon footprint by switching from electricity produced from carbon producing coal or natural grass gas, not grass, <laughs> natural gas, to greener energy sources like solar, geothermal heat, or even wind turbines. I know that um, I put in solar about six, seven years ago, and the reduction in our electric uh, bill was reduced by more than 60%. So that is, it's amazing. Now, of course, I'm in California. And when it's sunny, that really does work. So according to the U.S. Department of Energy, more than 800 utility companies nationwide will offer renewable power options. Now, some of them have a little bit of a premium, maybe 1% to 2%. I know that I have to, I have Pacific Gas and Electric, and I have to pay a delivery charge for them to deliver um, just, I don't know if it's just to deliver my solar bill or what it is. But anyway, there is a, there is a small charge, but it's worth it. And then, you know, the other things that really eat up electricity is things that are plugged in that we're not using. Uh, so we want to like unplug your toaster, 
um, it, your computer, if you're not using it, either put it on sleep mode or turn it off at night. Anything that has a meter, you know, has a, like a readout on it, um, is using electricity all the time. So turn things off. And you could install like CFL or LED light, light bulbs. Uh, if you have a dishwasher, use it only, run it only when it's full. And of course, do any repairs on windows or doors. If they're drafty, you might have to put some ceiling all the way around it. Now, water, which has to be treated, pumped, and heated with electricity, that counts too. So if you use the cold water setting, and you know, if you can for your clothing, instead of the warm water setting on any laundry you need to do, that is going to be helpful because warm water requires 75% more electricity per load. That's quite a bit. Now, something you might not think about, but I definitely do, is when you're brushing your teeth, turn on the water, wet your toothbrush, brush your teeth, then you know, rinse your toothbrush, but turn the water off in between. You will save two gallons of water just by doing that. And um, again, here in California, we are really in, we're having a water issue. Our, my particular area, we are only at 60% capacity. So we're all in um, a water drought. Uh, so we keep like a big bucket in our showers and by our sinks and all that. And any extra water is, um, you know, when you're, you're heating the shower, any extra water is going outside into the plants. Now, um, another thing is drippy faucets and household leaks. They waste nearly 900 billion, with a B, gallons of water a year. And that's the annual water usage of 11 million homes. So that's something. Now, if as for water heaters, if you're looking to replace your water heater, look into a tankless water heater because it warms your water when you need it or as you need it. Uh, and it supposedly uses 35% less, which is quite a bit. The next thing you can do as an individual to help the environment would be to eat lower on the food chain. Now, dairy products and livestock, including beef, pork, lamb, and chicken, account for nearly 15% of the world's greenhouse gas emissions each year, with beef and lamb being the biggest offenders. Now, of course, you know, um, I, I love all of these things too, but according to the New York Times, they did a study that showed that if you switched from a typical Western diet you know, where you have your meat, potatoes, vegetable, salad, blah, blah, and you just went to a vegan one. I'm not advocating vegan. I know I couldn't do it, but that reduced the food-related emissions by nearly 45%. But what you could do if, you know, you like vegetables, like I love vegetables, uh, and, but I also do like fish and I like dairy and I like meat, um, you could replace some of that meat and dairy with plants. And that's kind of a happy middle ground that most of us can live with that. And we still will reduce emissions by at least 30%. So maybe one way to do this is to serve up a plant-based meal at least once or twice a week. You know, maybe have 
um, a, a vegetable kind of soup and a big salad um, with, just with vegetables. So just a couple times a week and you'll still be helping out the planet. And then make sure to opt out of, of uh, produce that is not in season. Like if you eat watermelons in December or you are having, um, having you know, grapes in April, that probably means that refrigerated trucks, cargo planes, and barrels of fossil fuels, which, uh, you know, release a copious emissions, were involved in the fruit's journey from Central America to your grocery store. So eat in season. Like right now, tomatoes are ripe. So eat lots of tomatoes. Don't eat a tomato in December. It's going to come from somewhere else, and it's going to taste like plastic anyway. The other thing, uh, and I did a whole show on this before, was about uh, wasting food. But I'm just going to briefly go over it because it really is part of saving the planet. You know, roughly one third of the food produced worldwide never even gets to a single belly. In 2018 alone, Americans wasted 63 million tons of food and private homes accounted for a full 25 percent of the organic waste that went to the landfills. And of course, rotting food creates methane, and that's a greenhouse gas, and it's even more potent than CO2. So if you really want to be concerned about um, your carbon footprint, only buy what you need, uh, and don't, you know, don't get overwhelmed when you go to the store, or don't go hungry and, and buy everything in sight. And if you have unopened food that um, that, you're, is, that you think is going to go to waste, donate this safe food. Donate it to a food bank, a church, a homeless shelter. Make sure that you start composting or at least send your um, leftovers to the compost bin with your local um, trash service. And that is going to help eliminate probably... Um, about 3 million pounds of methane emissions, and that's a lot. Well, another thing for all of you uh, shop to you drop people is, hey, let's start resisting the fashion fastness of every few months you have to have new clothes. The manufacturing of apparel, especially trendy, inexpensive clothes that doesn't even last a season, it is you know, having enormous and far-reaching environmental costs. Now, the global fashion agenda, um, they say that the fashion industry accounts for 4% of greenhouse gas emissions and a staggering 92 million tons of world's waste. That's huge. So this is very distressing, but we can do better. And so maybe shop at stores uh, that that have a, um, a climate change you know, uh, thoughts in their mind, like Everlane, they host online tours of our energy efficient factory. They vowed to make its supply chain free of virgin plastic, a major source of greenhouse gases by the end of the year. Nike, as you know, they recycle their things into playground pavers, carpet padding, and new sneakers. Patagonia is very progressive eco retailer, and it invests in regenerative organic um, agriculture and a farming method that relies on grazing and managing soil health so that uh, carbon is sequestered in the soil. 
And then, of course, you know, go to thrift shops. Those are great. And donate your clothes or remake them. And then the final thing before we go to break is learn to vote green. And what I mean by that is learn how your legislators legislate. That if you want legislation that safeguards wild places, that funds clean energy programs, that mandates reductions in greenhouse gases to be ratified, we have to have forward-thinking politicians at the local, state, and federal levels who are willing to dive deep into the science of climate change. And it is science. And if you're not sure where your congresspeople, your senators, your president, or any of these people, where they sit on environmental issues like global warming, fuel efficiency standards, or offshore drilling, you can find out. So there is a nonprofit called the League of Conservative uh, Conservation Voters, League of Conservation Voters, and they post a national environmental scorecard. And you can find that at scorecard.l cv.org and they have the voting history and records of every member of the u.s house and senate so that's how you can um, spend some time being a little more green and a little bit more conscious so that we can all live on this planet together when we come back we'll breathe a little easier i'm cynthia bryan you're listening to star style be the star you are i'll be right back us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, I like the fact of being... Um, of a producer of possibilities. So if you're feeling stressed out, relief is just a breath away. So how conscious deep breathing can improve your well-being, um, I want to tell you about this. 
So if you if you ha- don't know how to do deep breathing, it is so easy, and I'll tell you, it can help you so much through so many things. I have to do it all the time, and I teach it in all my acting classes and when I'm working with the kids, and everybody just really loves it. So what you do is you take a deep breath in through your nose and then very slowly, slowly, slowly exhale through your mouth, but it's called belly breathing, so you have to push the air when you're breathing in down to your belly and then you know you exhale it if you ever watch a baby it's also called baby breathing if you ever watch a baby you'll see that they know how to breathe there that's why their bellies pop out because they're breathing properly as adults we like suck our stomachs in because we want to look you know look you know spelt and good and we start breathing with our shoulders and that does cause a lot of issues So let's relax and take a deep breath. Um, It's a common recommendation from physicians and friends who seek to help you reach a state of calm when you're feeling frazzled. They'll just say, you know, take a breath, breathe. It is an essential and automatic function. But with a deliberate focus on breathing, it's a proven tool for healing and well-being. And just a few minutes of conscious, conscientious breathing can help you feel better and think more clearly. It can actually change your physiological state according to the UCLA Mindful Awareness Research Center. Because when we feel stress, our heart rate increases, our breathing gets shallow, our blood pressure rises, and we can go into fight or flight or freeze mode. And we can actively shift that response by using slow, deep breaths and activating our parasympathetic nervous system. So it's sometimes referred to as the rest and digest system, the parasympathetic nervous system that I just told you about, because what it does is it slows your heart rate. It's very active during digestion, and then it helps bring equilibrium to your body. So what deep breathing does is it helps you calm down. And that's why if you do yoga or Tai Chi or meditation, it's an integral part of any of those activities, breathing. But to gain the benefits of focused breathing, you don't need to do a long or lengthy practice. You just need to do it correctly. And that, as I said, is that deep breath in and that slow, slow, relaxing breath out. So these are a few strategies that you can do to incorporate that calm of deep breathing into your daily life. So when you inhale, just know that your heart rate in, heart rate will increase, right? Just a little. But when you exhale, it decreases. The difference in heart rhythm is called your heart rate variability. And it's really beneficial because it, it helps both your heart and your body and Coherent breathing creates a relaxed yet alert state by focusing on the ins and outs of breaths. So if you're sitting right now, sit comfortably upright, supporting your back if you desire. Otherwise, you can um, be prone. I like to lie straight on the floor. We put my hand on my belly and just so that I can make sure that it's rising. And then take a few deep breaths, allowing your belly to balloon outwards. Just think about filling your belly like a balloon. And then relax your mind. Shut your eyes. I find it easy to shut your eyes, you know, so that can relax your mind. 
And once you feel a bit more relaxed, begin the practice just like this. So you exhale to a count of six and do a slow count of six. And then allow several normal breath cycles to complete. And then again, focus on exhaling to a count of six. So you're inhaling and then exhaling to a count of six. And let the breaths be smooth and feel the body relaxing. And then you can switch your focus by inhaling to a six count. And again, allow your body to breathe in and out naturally several times. And then focus on the six count inhalation every few breaths. And if you combine these by inhaling for six, exhaling for six, then you don't have to do like a breath in and out to be a six count. Just I like to do, I inhale for six, exhale for six, inhale for six, exhale. And it's like your body just eases into it. The technique is really efficient and um, it's very effective for any mindfulness method that you want to do because it creates a pause or shift. And it's good to do in the middle of the day. I usually do some deep breathing right before I do the show because I need to I need to refocus and I need to really get balanced. So um, there's something called the stop practice. And you know that you could do this like, let's say you have an argument with somebody or you have a stressful phone call or you need to talk to somebody and they're having some problems. This acronym will kind of guide the, proc- the practice, you know, S-T-O-P. So the S would stand for stop or slow what you're doing. And the T is take a few deep, slow breaths. The O is for observe how you're feeling in your body as you're taking the slower breaths. And notice the thoughts and the emotions inviting calm into your awareness. And then P would be to proceed with what you were doing. So again, before something happens, um, consider the stop. And then by the time you get to P, hopefully you can have that conversation and it should all, it should go well, or it'll go better, I think, than what you thought before. Because if when you visualize the breath as nurturing and nourishing, it helps create a more peaceful physical and mental state. So as you inhale, imagine giving yourself something positive, uh, you know, very calming, very easy. Just think about releasing stress, letting go of all those problems, and just breathing in life and energy. And keep in mind that practice is important. Perfection is not part of it. I am. I have such a bugaboo with perfection because when people are perfectionists, and if you are one of those people out there, it's very difficult on your body and it's difficult on the people around you because there really is no such thing as perfect. We can all strive for excellence and be the best we can be. But perfect, I'm not sure that you can find that. And when we're always trying to go for that, we can drive ourselves crazy. So that might give you anxiety, just trying so hard to do it right. So it's breathing is not about doing it right or trying to overly control it. It's about just being gentle and unforced and practicing because through time, this kind of attention can help decrease your blood pressure 
as well as reduce all your other ill effects of stress, including headaches, digestive issues, and even depression. So the four things that you really need as a takeaway from this segment on breathing is first, deep breathing can quickly help you feel calmer. Second, techniques can vary, but sun can be done anywhere, anytime. And don't force it. Alternate regular breaths with suggested techniques. And connecting body and mind through the breath will benefit your health. So just remember, those are the, the, the things that are most important for you to do. So breathe in energy and you will breathe out any of the, um, any of the stress that you are having. So I hope that those tips are helpful. And I, I want to just say one thing about this breathing is if you are ever um, feeling sick or you're having a panic attack or any of those things, by implementing this deep breathing is going to help you immensely. I mean, really immensely. So get into the practice now of doing deep breathing. And I think then you will, you will find that you'll be able to access it anytime you start feeling stressed. I know I have been doing a lot of deep breathing because of these pipes that I'm having to fix, but, um, but I, I don't feel stressed over it. I'm just tired from all the physical labor. <laughs> so that is um, the segment on breathing. And when we come back from break, we have more for you. We're going to talk about some energy foods and how our chronological age doesn't always match our biological age and why it is so important to eat better and to be better. So you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I will be back in a bit. Be the star you are, the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Are you a networker? The best way to get what you want in life is to help as many people as possible get what they want. Build alliances with many different people in many different industries and find out as much as possible about their businesses. Then refer potential clients whenever possible. Always hand out your business cards and ask for a business card in return. Position yourself as a valuable resource to others. Ask for recommendations when you need them and then follow up on leads. If you uh, enjoy being involved in civic organizations, be proactive when you are involved with them. Send thank you notes even when you don't get someone's business. Perhaps the next time you'll be the first company contacted. Take risks and communicate clearly how you can assist someone else. An effective way to transform a casual introduction into a solid connection is to keep in mind the details about an individual and make yourself available to answer questions. 
network a little bit every day, everywhere, with everybody, even if it is just online. You never know who may become your best ally. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show well, we are back, and we're going to now talk about some of the best foods that we can use for more energy. So these strategies are going to help keep your energy flowing all day long because our metabolism naturally slows down with age, and that results in increased body weight and decreased energy. But no matter how old you are or what you eat or you know drink, it can significantly Uh, have an influence on your weight, on your emotions, and um, your physical well-being. So it's really important. Also, it's your mental clarity. It's it's really important that we make some smart choices. And if we want to support our mental and physical energy, we have to um, eat foods that will not drain our energy, that will not lead to fatigue or make us sleepy or brain fog. So what we want to do is increase our zest for life. Now, you probably already know that salty and highly fatty foods just drag you down. It's that combination of high salt, which causes you to retain water and bloat, and fat, which slows down your digestion, and it can just make you feel full and sickly for hours. So um, if you want an energy boosting strategy, now no one is perfect all the time, as I got just said, I don't even want to talk about perfect. We can set our intentions on eating the right foods with greater energy to do the things that you need to do. And then more importantly, the things that you want to do. Now, everyone always says don't skip breakfast because replenishing fuel after a long sleep provides your body and mind with the nutrients needed to function optimally throughout the day. But you don't have to eat the minute you open your eyes. And 
um, I'm one of those people. I cannot eat for the first hour when I wake up. I have to eat a little bit later. I let, have to let my stomach warm up, I guess, is the thing. But you don't want to wait until you're ravenous because if you feel too hungry, that can lead to overeating and then eating the wrong foods. So it can also affect your mood, sparking that slang term hangry, which means anger due to hunger. So you want to stock the right foods in your refrigerator and your cupboard. Um, the, the you know what the doctors advocate is eating clean foods, which mean whole foods in their natural states that have minimal to no processing, and foods that are low in sodium. So what would those be? Think salads, fruits, vegetables, beans, legumes, and very simply made dishes. For example. If you're having some chicken, maybe just lightly seasoned with um, maybe some lemon and some garlic, some steamed vegetables, you know, some carrots over brown rice, things like that. Try a probiotic-packed kefir. I love kefir. It's really great. That It's a fermented milk. It's thinner than yogurt, but... Um, you, and you drink it. It's, it's delicious. I think it's delicious. You can also pour it over any kind of cereal, like a muesli, which is um, a cereal that has whole oats, wheat flakes, dried fruit, nuts. And whole foods contain antioxidants, fiber, water, micronutrients, and they also have vitamins and minerals. And that helps you feel energetic. Now, know your carbs. Carbs have gotten such a bad rap lately. And I think it's because they're just misunderstood. It's recommended that we get about 50% of our calories from carbs. Um, and carbs are sugars, which are glucose or chains of sugars that serve as the primary fuel for the body. But we get carbs from such foods as whole grains, fruits, veggies, and dairy. But they also come from refined products like white bread or white rice. And they come from sugary desserts and drinks that have no nutrients or very minimal. And that's, I think, where they get the bad rap is that white bread, the white wrap, the white rice, and refi any refined products. But whole food carbohydrates, they actually stabilize the blood sugar because the fiber helps the food move more slowly through the digestive tract, and that provides a steady supply of energy. So um, a high-sugar sport gel, on the other hand, that is not good. It causes big spikes and fast drops in blood sugar and energy. So a good carbohydrate choice would include eating a vegetable with the skin on it when possible. You know, that would include a potato or a sweet potato, and it's just, you want them like a baked potato. You don't want them fried or doused with salt or slathered with butter. I mean, you can have a little of all those things, but you know, you just don't want to do it too much. And then the next thing is to load up on protein. Plant and animal sources of protein supply energy producing B vitamins, antioxidant vitamin E, oxygen-carrying iron, and zinc, which is good for your immune system. Also, magnesium, and that helps build strong bones and release energy from your muscles. So it's best to avoid all saturated fats from foods like um, red meat, bacon, or full-fat dairy. Now, it does have protein, 
but it also has um, energy robbing elements too. And so it's, uh, it's not that you can't eat the meat and bacons and dairy, just stick to the leaner cuts. So chicken, turkey, lean cuts of pork, eggs, fish, tofu, quinoa, black beans, peas, and legumes. Also, adults need to consume at least 0.08 grams of protein per kilogram of weight. Now, you'd have to sit down and figure that out, how that is going to be. So insights on energy drinks. Now, unfortunately, these very colorful drinks, they have all these bold promises of energy, and it seems like a really good idea, but we have to be aware of it, according to physicians, because they are typically very high in sugar. Um, if they're listed as diet versions, then they may not have sugar, but then they have non-caloric sweeteners, and those are also potentially unsafe. So these high-energy drinks tend to have a lot of sugar and a lot of caffeine, which can be very dangerous. So it's recommended to have no more than 150 to 200 um, megagrams of caffeine prior to exercise. And often these drinks have food dyes, and food dyes, as we know, are not safe. And there's also other quasi-nutrients that are not necessary, and they're probably not beneficial. So a better drink would be green tea, just coffee, a smoothie with some wholesome ingredients like a banana or almond butter, yogurt, um, almond milk, frozen peaches, you know, other fruits. When you're making a smoothie is much better for you than loading up on a pre-purchased uh, uh, energy drink. Now, the other thing is timing matters. So three properly portioned healthy meals can keep your energy flowing steadily. A couple of snacks made of protein and complex carbohydrates can help stave off hunger between the meals. And those can be really simple things like you know, a nut butter on um, on whole wheat bread or a cracker or some Greek yogurt with some berries or even a hard-boiled egg, maybe add a few carrots or celeries. Keep it light and refreshing, and that'll be especially helpful during any hot summer days that are here to come. And the most important thing is don't forget to hydrate your body with plenty of water. If you are thirsty, you are already dehydrated. So for a thirst quenching treat, you probably should keep some chilled water and put some lemons or cucumbers in it in the refrigerator. And then you'll always have some, some flavorful water that is healthy and good for you. Now, there are some superstar foods that are great for better health. And you probably know most of these, but I'm going to just go over them again. So number one would be sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes, they are absolute nutritional superstars. They're loaded, loaded, loaded with uh, potassium and fiber. Um, you, can, you can just you know put them in a little bit of olive oil and roast them. Sprinkle them with some cinnamon if you want or chili powder, however you want them. They're great. Mangoes. A cup of mangoes supplies 100% of your day's vitamin C and a third of a day's vitamin A. So it's really great. It's also good for lowering um, blood pressure. 
plain Greek yogurt. I always have that. I use that instead of sour cream on, on my baked potatoes, and I think it tastes great. So um, fat-free, unsweetened Greek yogurt. It is tart, but it's perfect for a natural sweetness. You can add berries, bananas. You can add it to your cereal, whatever you like. It has. It is um, really very good for you and has plenty of calcium. Broccoli is loaded with vitamin C and vitamin K and folate. It, you, you can steam it when it's just bright and green and tender. And I like to put a little bit of Parmesan cheese on it. And I also squeeze it with lemon juice and a little bit of olive oil. And it is just fantastic. Wild salmon. I probably don't need to tell you about that. But you should have salmon at least once a week because of those omega-3 fats. Oatmeal is a very quick, old-fashioned Steel cut makes a great whole grain breakfast, and um, it'll give you plenty of fiber. Garbanzo beans, they are rich in protein, fiber, copper, uh, folate, iron, magnesium, potassium, and you can mash them up and, you know, just make a really great spread and put it in salad, stews, curry, soups. Watermelon has so much water in it, and, you know, it's summer now, so this is a great time to eat your watermelon, and it... Um, you want to have them local, right? Butternut squash, steam it, slice it, dice it, however, um, vitamin A, C, and fiber. And of course, don't miss out on those leafy greens. They are powerhouses. Not, not just your lettuces, but your kale, your collards, your spinach, your mustard greens, Swiss chards. There's vitamin A, C, K, folate, pota pot potassium, magnesium, iron. They're all great. And then just one thing I want to end with is your chronic age doesn't always match your biological age. So researchers at University of California, San Diego School of Medicine report that women who sat for 10 hours a day are otherwise um, not very active, have cells that are biologically older by eight years compared to women who are less sedentary. So researchers analyzed data from 1,500 women the study, which was published in um, the American Journal of uh, Epidemiology, found that women with less than 40 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity per day and who remain sedentary for more than 10, 10 hours a day have shorter telomeres, tiny caps found on the ends of the DNA strands. So as cell ages, telomeres uh, shorten and they fray. And unhealthy life cycle factors such as obesity and smoking can accelerate the practice. So what you don't want to do is be sedentary and um, not get any exercise. So the benefits of getting at least 40 minutes of exercise and getting up and getting around are going to keep you younger. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks for being great listeners and allowing me into your life every week. Make sure you're tuned here every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. You can change your life and make your dreams come true. We really love having you here on Star Style Be the Star You Are, and we come to you live on the Voice America Network. Also, tune in to our Express Yourself Teen Radio every Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Empowerment Channel as well. For more information about me or Star Style Productions, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To get more information about Be The Star You Are charity, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And while you're there, consider making a donation. There's a nice big donation button. Just push it 
and even a dollar helps. You'll feel good, we'll feel better, and the people we serve will feel the best. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. We want you to see beyond your physical being and know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. So cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate today. And until we celebrate next week, remember, love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. Thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. I hope you have a really wonderful, happy, safe, and joyful summer. Don't get too much sunshine. Make sure to wear your sunscreen. But most of all, enjoy. Thanks for being here. And I'll talk with you next week from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here on Voice America Network Empowerment Channel. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.